Hi, I'm Sanera Madani, and I'm a mom of two, a daughter of an immigrant and an unlikely entrepreneur who went from scaling an idea to a billion dollar business. Yes, a billion dollar business. Along the way, I learned that less than 2% of female founders ever hit 1 million in revenue. And I became obsessed on a mission to change that. I believe that there is so much gatekeeping in business knowledge and that we as female entrepreneurs should be learning from other female founders and leaders who have broken the statistics. Since I never went to CEO school, I've had to learn it all the hard way, but you shouldn't have to because we believe that you deserve to have it all. And honestly, nothing bad happens when women make more money. Grab a seat because class is officially in session. Welcome to CEO School. Hey everyone, it's Sanira here. CEO School is brought to you by the HubSpot Podcast Network, the audio destination for business professionals. We are part of a family of shows designed to help professionals listen, learn, and grow by providing access to the world's leading B2B podcasts like Billion Dollar Moves, hosted by Sarah Chen Spellings. Join venture capitalist and strategist Sarah Chen Spellings as she asks the hard questions and learns through the triumphs, failures, and hard lessons of the creme de la creme so you too can make billion-dollar moves in venture, in business, and life. I recently enjoyed listening to Sarah share a discussion on the ethics of AI, finding inspiration, and executing that founder's vision while finding purpose along the way, even post-exit with the global pioneer of emotional AI, Rana L. Kalubi. Listen to Billion Dollar Moves wherever you get your podcasts. Hello, everyone. Welcome to CEO School. I'm your host, Sanira Madani, and today... Of all days, I do not have a glass of wine, and it's not Wine Down Wednesday because it's not Wine Down Wednesday. It's Monday, and we are recording here in our studio live with an amazing founder, and the reason why I want to have a glass of wine in my hands is because I have a winemaker with us today, and I am so excited to hear Rogany's journey on creating Naidu Wines, which is a successful wine company um, out of California, and her her wine has literally won so many awards, including double gold, gold and silver at like prestigious competitions for in all like the wine competition industry. Um, and her label is actually um, at Michelin Star Restaurants now, and she is on the 22 People to Watch for Sonoma County. And so I have with us here Miss Ragini Naidu, CEO of Naidu Wines. Ragini, welcome to CEO School. Thank you so much, Sunira. It's such an honor to be here and be in conversation with you. Um, I really appreciate it. Oh my God, the honor is all mine and I have tea in my hand and I wish I had a bottle of Nidee wines to try so I could, <laughs> you know, uh, Carolina, we kind of messed this up in production. Like we we should have had the wines right here. So we're going to have to actually redo this episode again, Ragini, later <laughs> in the next couple of uh, weeks so that we can have your wine together one-on-one. Um, I am a huge wine lover. You and I met at a uh, iImpact um, uh, event, a South Asian, like women, uh, getting women out to vote uh, event. And I don't do a lot of political stuff, but it was really important for, I like, 
everything happening with um, the political scene this last year and just women's rights. And it was so important for women to come out and vote. So we, you and I had an opportunity to meet at this amazing South Asian influencer event. And I got to try your wines at the event and we met at, uh, you know, at one of the tables and you're like, I make the wine that is at this table. And I'm like, that is amazing because that is my dream job. My retirement plan and my next company, hopefully, is a wine company. And I told you that. I told you about the yes. wine company that I want to start. Um, and so this is going to be a really fun episode because I want to hear everything about how you created a wine company. So take us back. And I had I know we have so many entrepreneurs that listen to the show that want to create a product that are obsessed with an industry, but they just don't know how to get it off the ground. So I love for you to take us back to say, what made you decide to literally be the first female Indian immigrant to have a wine company in in Sonoma? So tell us. Well, uh, Sunir, it all started for me way back in India. I born, brought up in, uh, I'm from Amritsar, which is a city in Punjab in India. And I have to start really from there because uh, I don't actually have, um, you know, prior to owning a, a vineyard and launching a wine brand, I didn't really have uh, any experience in the wine industry. But I believe I had a lifetime of experiences that brought me to that moment where I could take this big step and make it happen. So I grew up in a very um, typical Punjabi household where my family loved to entertain and my mom loved to you know, host people. But my parents took it to a different level where, you know, my mom had a kitchen garden and she would travel the world and bring back seeds and grow things that aren't typically found uh, on the desi dinner table. And then she would, you know, create these wonderful meals. And my dad would, you know, pair all of that stuff with, uh, you know, his, uh, you know, scotch or brandy or cognac. Wine wasn't really a big thing in India when I was growing up. But I think, you know, watching all of that and being immersed in all of that had just such a big impact on me as a person. And uh, my parents also always loved to share what they had discovered and they wanted to share it with their friends. And that also had a pretty big impact uh, on me as a person. Um, so fast forward, I, you know, uh, decided to go to Australia to do my undergrad. I did my um, Bachelor of uh, Business in Marketing um, in Melbourne, Australia. And uh, another marketing major. Yeah. <laughs> I'm a finance and a marketing major. It doesn't make any sense, but once you know me, it makes it makes sense. all. It, I think it makes all a lot of sense <laughs> given what you're doing. <laughs> and um, so I, you know, I uh, at the age of 18, I moved to Australia, and then I met a certain Mr. Naidu there, and uh, <laughs> okay. and then you know, so my husband and I, we also kind of in the land down under. <laughs> Sorry, I don't know. I, it's, I just it needed to come out. <laughs> and so, you know, <laughs> he enjoyed similar experiences. And, um, you know, we moved to the United States and uh, I moved to the Bay Area in San Francisco. And Napa and Sonoma were right there. And I was just gravitating towards, you know, visiting there uh, a lot. And then it evolved into, you know, us exploring, you know, internationally 
wine regions. It, it's just, it wasn't really planned. It just, uh, it always ended up that way. So how did, did you just like buy a vineyard? No, like that doesn't make any sense. Okay, so you're in San Francisco area. Obviously the wine region is close by, but like what took place that you were like, I'm going to be a winemaker? Like, yeah. What happened? So there? it actually happened to me. It happened to so you. So all okay. these years of like traveling and being inspired and in uh, 2018, uh, I was, you know, I did a road trip with my family uh, from, uh, you know, Monte Carlo to Barcelona. And we spent a lot of time in Provence. And that's where I kind of just had this moment where I was like, you live such like a cool, bougie life, like Provence. <laughs> you know, it was, it was the four of us. My, my son was very little. And then um, we just had this moment where I was like, I want to do this intentionally. This isn't just something that I want to do you know once in a while i want this to be a part of my lifestyle and as we came back uh from that trip within three months i ended up you know purchasing this vineyard and really it was the vineyard and the terroir and the beautiful location that it was in that inspired me to start all of this so that's so badass like so, you just bought you know, a vineyard like you're like i was in monte carlo i got inspired and then i came <laughs> back to san francisco and i was like babe I'm buying a vineyard and I like it. And that's how the story went down and it happened to you. You're like, I was just in Provence and Monte Carlo and I came back and now I get to, uh, amazing. It's, Congratulations. It's, it's so badass. Thank you. It sounds very glamorous, but you know, it was a big risk. Um, okay. Not having. Tell me why is it not? So tell, yeah. So tell me, so it, obviously no business. I know this personally. Yeah. I've run every kind of business. Yes. No business from the outside, as glamorous as it seems, is not as glamorous as it is on the day to day. Yes. But tell us about the wine industry. So now you've bought this vineyard. There are not any brown people that own vineyards I, that I know of. Uh, how do you like, how did you like make a mark in learning such like a, or someone's tradition in winemaking? There's so much like, there is like the right way processes there's deals that have been made for centuries like it's so hard for people to get in because there's like these um his, like you know uh generational deals that keep getting passed on that's why that's why uh vineyards are such like a generational business like they're passed down from like um you know winemaker to winemaker to winemaker and uh, you know so i know a little bit about it cuz this has definitely been something that i'm personally i would like to be you Okay, Ragni, and I'm going to go to Monte Carlo now because that is what I need to do. And then I'm going to come back to San Francisco and I'll be like, babe, I bought a vineyard. <laughs> Absolutely. So, you know, so how, did, how, did, how did you make your mark? So I made my, I soon, you know, soon after, you know, making that decision to go ahead, uh, it was a little crazy, uh, you know, given the circumstances, but I very quickly realized that the, the vineyard and the terroir were special um what are you saying i'm sorry i can't understand that terroir 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 is basically um kind of the microclimate of a vineyard it's everything from the soil to the yeah. humidity to the climate to the sunshine um so in it's a french term it's called terroir and pinot noirs are you know a very terroir driven wine they are not really blended um, and so the terroir really matters. And I, you know, discovered very quickly that this was a, a unique and special terroir. Not only okay. did, um, did the vineyard have, you know, excellent, exceptional grapes, but it also had a beautiful home on it. Um, and um, it gave me the ability to share the experience that I 
have really cared for, which is, you know, going to a vineyard, having that exceptional wine from just from there and then staying there and, and really connecting with the space, you know, so something more connected to the terroir versus a commercial experience. And uh, I decided that, you know, there's a space, I, I knew that there was a space for this um, and I, I went for it. I just went for it and haven't looked back since. I bought the vineyard in 2018. Um, in 2020, I launched my wine brand uh, in the middle of the pandemic, which was, you know, uh, it was, you know, scheduled to be launched then. And I happened to, you know, we happened to be in a pandemic at that time. And uh... if you're anything like me, your 2023 is probably off to a very busy start. As a leader, aligning your teams on a shared mission and goal for the year can be challenging. But with HubSpot CRM, you can keep your marketing, sales, operations, and service teams in sync on one powerful platform that grows with your business and leaves your competition in the dust. Capture leads, boost sales, and engage customers all from one platform. Tools like a unified contact record, help desk automation, and customizable reporting make it easy to unite your team around a single source of truth. This means you can spend less time managing your software and more time connecting with your customers. Learn how HubSpot can help your business grow better at HubSpot.com. And honestly, that's a good time to launch a wine brand because we consumed a lot of alcohol and that is statistics of what took place. I mean, I think, I don't know the, do you have any stats on pandemic consumption of how how large consumption was for 2020 compared to the year before i i don't have exact numbers but yes it, it really a lot it really blew up and but the challenge for me was i was starting an absolutely new wine brand mm-hmm. i did not have the opportunity to do a, a, a like an opening event or tastings or anything like that wow. i had to uh depend on people trying my product and you know going for it. And it actually worked. The The wine spoke for itself and people came okay. back and kept coming back. Um, and, you know, that was, that was really, really encouraging. And then in, you know, took it to the next level in 2021, uh, fairly quickly, my wines made it to the, you know, uh, the three Michelin star, uh, restaurants, wine list, um, uh, single thread farm. That was a pretty big deal. Um, to have your, you know, wines uh, be on that list. And I was super proud to be one of, you know, the uh, to be a South Asian woman owning a vineyard and, a, you know, launching a wine uh, brand uh, in these, you know, prestigious AVAs of Russian River Valley yes. and Sonoma Coast. And, uh, and I decided that that's, you know, this is something that, uh, you know, I really want to be transparent about it. This is an Indian-owned wine brand, by and I didn't want to hide behind any names. I'm proud of of what my family oh, is and what I want to you know portray to everyone, and I want to shatter some of the, uh, the stereotypes, stereotypes and prejudices that people have, um, and and you know just doing that has been and doing you know meeting people and actually doing tastings for them. And hearing the direct feedback from them on how inspiring the story is and how good the wine is has been very encouraging because it hasn't been an easy path by any means. 
Um, so, you know, having that constant feedback of you're on the right track, you're, you know, you're making us proud. Your wines are really good. We're proud to introduce your wines to our wine loving friends um, has been really very important and uh I love that. And I feel really proud of that too. I think it's so incredible that you owned your story, you owned your heritage, and you didn't shy away from it. We have the founder of Magic Dates on, and she tells her story of like how she was rejected countless times. But when she owned her heritage and her story on why dates are super important, why it's so important for her culture, she changed the packaging to reflect the cultural elements of Syria um, into, you know, into her story. That is when the company took off. And so we sometimes are so afraid of uh, of perception, right? And it's brave because perception is hard, especially for cultures that are deemed negatively sometimes in the media, right? I'm a Pakistani Muslim. I didn't identify with being a Pakistani until literally it was in my late 20s um, and, you know, almost after I became a mother because I grew up you know, that I had to almost hide being a Muslim in America. And it wasn't, it wasn't, you know, I wasn't supported in that way. I didn't feel supported in that way. Definitely not reflective of who I was or who our family was of what the uh, portrayal of Islam was in the media. And so I think it's so incredibly brave that you were like, I am an Indian Punjabi woman and I have a, this is my wine company. And I love that the world has embraced it. I'm so happy that you are literally on the women to watch for Sonoma County. And I'm just so excited to, like that this is your story. It is a beautiful, inspirational story. And it's really awesome. Thank you so much. I uh, you know, really appreciate that coming from you. No, it's awesome. So tell us, so now that the wine label's here, what are some of your ways, like how did you get distribution? Because breaking into like from a product-based, um, I know I'm going to get business tactical here because I love to get business tactical. I mean, I I know a little bit about the wine industry, not a ton, but I do know that these like backdoor contracts, like it's hard to get your foot in through the door. Um, and especially as a woman, especially as a woman of color, like how did you end up getting, you know, distribution for your wine, even like when you didn't have the brand that was in the marketplace that some of these other vineyards had? So I'd love to get your tactical tip strategies for other female entrepreneurs who have product-based companies that they can apply. Absolutely. So first off, I'm still in the process of getting distribution distributorship uh, nationwide, and that's one of my big goals. Um, but I do have distribution in some states, and uh, the way that that has happened is my, uh, you know, word of mouth. My and also people have tried the wines, and they've actually asked for my product to be on their wine list, and you know that's kind of been the power of the quality of the product. Um, and, uh, you know, reaching out to everyone, um, and, you know, cultivating relationships with people, networking, um, and being persistent, like, you know, just because you got told no once or didn't get a response once. I think that's one of the things about me that people underestimate is like, you know, once like, just keep going for it and don't take a no personally and just, um, you know, when you feel really strongly about the quality of your product and what you are bringing to the table and what you're really bringing to the consumer, because ultimately it's about the consumer. I I strongly feel that my um, 
product benefits the consumer. And there are many consumers who want to see a brand like this. And I am kind of just got my blinders on and that's what I'm going for. And that's why I'm being persistent um, and, uh, you know, staying, staying on track. I love it. I love that you talked about like just being persistent and not taking that no for an answer. There is no like magic, you know, you know, it takes one yes, right? And you've got to go through all the no's to get through their one yes, but it doesn't happen on the first try. And so, you know, I, I always think about Mark Cuban for some reason, like he, like every time I watch Shark, and we're talking about Shark Tank twice now in this episode, but every time I've watched Shark Tank, like he does always look for that resilient entrepreneur who is not afraid of like knocking on doors um, because getting told no is part of becoming, of being a great entrepreneur, right? And it's how you take that no and turn, like find that yes, like you are going to get rejected. Target's not just going to call you or or uh, Whole Foods is not just going to call you or uh, Total Wine is not going to, wherever distribution is, or the Michelin star restaurant's not going to call you, right? Darden's not going to call you. You have to be the one to pound the pavement and stand by your product. And the way that you do that, if you're passionate about what you've created, that's why it's so important for founders to really have that vision. I know you and I were talking about the vision before we got started. It's like when you are so focused on like your vision and know, and you're so passionate about this, this product that you're creating, it's hard for people to say no. If you're like, if you have that passion, if you're super persistent about it, you have the quality on your product, you will get rejected countless times, but it just takes that one yes and then you know that there's more yeses um, around the corner. Absolutely. I love it. So thank you so much, Ragni, for just sharing a little bit about your story. Where can we find Naidu Wines and how do we support you in your journey? Because I want to see more women in, in male-dominated industries. And this is something that I learned about. I invested in a company called Teneral Sellers. Um, and we've had Jill on. We should bring Jill back on the show this year, Carolina. Um, she is a female founder uh, who – she's not the winemaker, but she's the female founder of a impact-driven wine brand. Um, and I learned so many statistics that, like, obviously 60-something percent of wine is consumed by women, but less than 5% of wine is actually made by women. And so there are so few female – owned vineyards, female winemakers. And so you're already a unicorn on on its own. Um, and especially as a woman of color, you must be one of the first, but I hope not the last. You got to make space for your girl right here, right next door. So you got to let me know if there's another vineyard out for sale. I don't know if I could buy one right now, but um, you know, you got to send me that note. But <laughs> I'm so excited to follow you in your journey. How can we all support you in making Naidu Wines extremely successful in a household name? You know, join my wine club. Uh, we okay. you know, send a selection of our wonderful wines. You know, most of my wines are single vineyard, single varietal wines. So I really focus on quality. Um, and, you know, um, that is a wonderful way of supporting uh, the brand. Uh, every three months, we'll ship you wines. Um, and also, along with the what I'm trying to do with the wine club itself is, you know, tie in the immersive stay. Um, because it's what I'm trying to create is a lifestyle brand, which is, you know, the, the wine is there, but then there's also this immersive experience where you can come and stay in a luxurious home um, and enjoy. Is that my invite? Absolutely. Anytime. Y'all heard it here. <laughs> and, 
And uh, so, uh, and then, you know, rather than being a discount brand, which is something I, you know, from the, the get-go, I did not want to be, I want, you know, my vision is to be a high quality wine that people who appreciate high quality wines and high quality experiences um, enjoy. Um, so instead, what we do is we do like a credit uh, towards a stay for joining our wine club, which I think is a pretty unique uh, uh, offering that isn't uh, um, really out there. Um, so, you know, and you're really in like- Sonoma, right? We're in we're in Sebastopol, yes, in Sonoma County, and that's where you know I love Sonoma. It is special. We get the you know we have the best Pinot Noir there, growing there, um, and I'm really really grateful that I, you know, I'm part of that community there as well, and uh, um, that I can bring everyone wines from there in this in this way. It's so beautiful. I'm so excited to physically come visit. I will definitely be there this year. I go to wine country every year uh, and I love Sonoma. Like Napa has a place in my heart, but I think that Sonoma is just a little bit more boutique and special in that way. Uh, And so I'm so excited to come visit. We are all going to check out uh, Naidu Wines. We're going to link the wine club inside of our show notes. And I'm sure you're going to offer our members an amazing promo code or something. So look out for that. We'll put everything into the show notes so you guys can all subscribe and get wine from an actual female winemaker uh, from our community. And so we are so, so pumped. We will be supporting. Um, Thank you so much for being on CEO School today. And we can't wait to continue to follow your journey. Until next week at CEO School. Hey, everyone. It's Sanira here. CEO School is brought to you by the HubSpot Podcast Network, the audio destination for business professionals. We are part of a family of shows designed to help professionals listen, learn, and grow by providing access to the world's leading B2B podcasts like Billion Dollar Moves, hosted by Sarah Chen Spellings. Join venture capitalist and strategist Sarah Chen Spellings as she asks the hard questions and learns through the triumphs, failures, and hard lessons of the creme de la creme so you too can make billion-dollar moves in venture, in business, and life. I recently enjoyed listening to Sarah share a discussion on the ethics of AI, finding inspiration and executing that founder's vision while finding purpose along the way, even post-exit with the global pioneer of emotional AI, Rana L. Kalubi. Listen to Billion Dollar Moves wherever you get your podcasts. Thank you for tuning into today's show. If you loved it, leave us a review. We are so proud to bring you authentic conversations, game changer expert guests, and valuable content on and offline. The best compliment you can give us is by screenshotting today's show and tagging us on Instagram at CEO School and at Sanira Madani. We are obsessed with swag, so don't be surprised if we want to send you some. Thanks for tuning into class today. And remember, nothing bad happens when women make more money.